0: Welcome to Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. This is the 413th episode of the Sky Astrology podcast that was inspired by Gary Vee in the year of 2016 whilst I was looking up daily. In the night skies of Egypt. This year of 2022 slowly began to change the message of this podcast to focus on souls who have. been in a state of transition, as we all have, these souls are the souls who are feeling called to serve humanity by using the actual positions of the heavenly bodies in our sky And this is very important to know what are the actual positions of the heavenly bodies in our sky. You see, because in 2020, when we had, of course, this major transition and people got off the hamster wheel and had time to give more, inform- more time to their personal thoughts. Quite a few people became interested in astrology more than before. Maybe they just had time before, than before. And most people understand or understand that astrology is what they've always been told it was, according to the mainstream dialogues in newspapers and uh, well known astrologers that they have exactly 30 days where the sun is in a particular place that is aligned with a sign that is Capricorn or all the others that are actually named after the constellations. But what is so key as we are now here in this year of 2022. And we've had the time to experience a little bit of the beginning of a spiritual shift where we brought a little bit of balance to our internal selves. That as we integrate the us that we were, that we experienced during 2020, to the us that is integrating a different paradigm in 2022, I believe it can give us a chance to see even clearer than the 2020 vision. Let me give you an example. From a survey, it said that, it found that one in four Americans, or a little bit more than one in four Americans, say they believe in astrology. That's about 82 million people. Just in America now the key is how did they formulate the question which is so powerful I'm going to turn the music down for this one okay so the question was do you believe in astrology or that the position of the stars and planets influence people's lives. 27 percent of the U.S. adults said yes. Of those adults The ages were the 18 to 29-year-olds said yes, that was 37%, a big increase. Ages 30 to 44-year-olds, that was a 33%, still a third, which is more than a fourth, believed That the position of the stars and planets influence people's lives. Only 22%, which is still closer, close to um, a fourth, 45 to 64 year olds. And over 65 was less. There were only 16%. Now, in this conversation that I am sharing with you before I uh, share with you the very uh, impactful and uh, touching conversation that I had with Stephanie the Star Keeper, who is an astrologer who studied Western astrology invested in a uh, course and then a course of Western astrology teachings and a very particular one and afterwards looked up on a very special full moon and caught herself in the cognitive dissidence that she had been programmed. to believe. And before we talk, or before I share the conversation with Stephanie, because it's recorded, what I want to say is, and what I have always said, because I keep repeating myself. First of all, they know not what they do, because this is taught to young people. Not to mind what's going on in the sky. Not even to care to look up. Not even to learn your constel- constellation. Now. When the question was phrased. Do you believe in astrology. Or that the position of the stars and planets. Influence people's lives. That would too assume that astrology means. That it's about. The position of the stars and the planets. And it's about how these positions of the stars and the planets influence people's lives right well key is the position of the stars and the planets right now all this time in western astrology at least for the last two to three thousand years depending on who you ask it hasn't always been the position of the time and the planets, the position of the uh, stars and the planets. Sorry. Even let's take a hundred years or two hundred. Precession of the equinox, one degree every seventy-two years. Maybe it was in, but the fact is that if we look at positioning. If we use now the technology that we have and want to know where it is positioned, right? What does it mean to want to know where the position is? What does position mean? Right? How are we really? standing that. So the etymology of position has to do with place. With placement. Ponera. To place. So if you say well where are you? What place are you at? I'll come and meet you. If you say I'm at the Piazza in Venice or do you say I'm at Trafalgar Square in London and the person has to travel to you, you're going to want to tell them where you are, what place you are at. And if you are not at Tafarga Square. Then that person has the wrong information and is going to put energy in arriving and going to meet you at Tafarga Square, where actually you're at the piazza in the middle of Venice. And this is the true meaning of placement and the true meaning what people understand when you ask them a specific question in a survey do you believe in astrology or that the position of the stars and planets influence people's lives so here we are in this place we call AC after the C O V I D and invite all of those, especially those of you who are energy workers, are yoga teachers, are coaches, are any practice of service to know the placements, the positions, of the stars and the planets because when you look at the position of the stars it's also important first to know where the stars are because it's extremely important even though say Western astrology would say for example today Sirius star is in cancer How is that going to influence people? And how would that influence someone who can actually see the Milky Way at night? See the part of the Milky Way opposite the Gemini where the Milky Way the milky part is, right, more or less, in our time, the backdrop of the constellations in our ecliptic path of Gemini, of Monoceros, and of Orion, and Auriga. Not in... And amongst the stars of Cancer, and on the other side of this, constellations of the Sagittarius, Scorpio, Serpents. Why is it that? we can verify that the milkiest part in the arch in our sky, in our night sky, is positioned with these particular stars that make up the constellation. And then again, when people talk about say vega which is also a star in the milky way aligned with a particular degree of the sagittarius path part of our sun ecliptic journey when they say oh vega is i guess they're saying it's in capricorn Where Capricorn doesn't have that luxury, the stars of Capricorn, when you verify them and see them in the night sky any time of the year where that's possible, those stars of Capricorn are not being backdropped or hosted by our Milky Way. You can see it for yourself, they're not in the place. They're not in the position, those stars. And therefore when the heavenly bodies transit our sky, from our viewpoint on earth, when the heavenly bodies, for example, now Saturn, that's in Capricornius because it's actually at the end part of Capricorn constellation and also amongst the stars of Aquarius because Aquarius and Capricorn overlap for a quite a big chunk of the sky. So here, even though Western astrology says Capricorn, I mean Saturn is in Aquarius, is negating that it is still amongst the stars of Capricorn. And when you negate energy, then you have relinquished any engagement with it, especially any authentic, organic, and quite powerful engagement with it and again I have to say especially after talking to Stephanie and her journey that she had in learning Western astrology is that they know not what they do and what Sky Astrology has Created in the method and the mindset, and is teaching souls is that when we share the true positions of the stars and the planets, it's not only influencing people's lives. It is reconnecting people to source, to their soul, to their organic and celestial selves. And we have at this time, with 82 million people believing in, that astrology is about the positions of the stars and the planets we have an abundance of people who are sharing where the heavenly bodies are there's the 13 sign astrology how i first learned it with Raw goddess and there's quite a lot of people with them and they have 13 houses Then there's Athan Clementi which created his own um, mathematical uh, system and I remember watching him on YouTube when he maybe had 20,000 followers, I think he now has 60,000 and he has a free calculator that is for true sidereal, it is not sky astrology calculation there's been some false information. Unfortunately, because there's always going to be falsities, even in the truth movement, even with the truthers, astonishingly so. Sadly so, to be honest. And so there's Acton who has an approach that uses his method And his calculation, and there's sky astrology, which I describe as source creating a situation of my life, and several situations in my life, but my life from. Probably the birth time, the connection to reincarnation, the connection to repetition of dates, numerology, uh, the life path, the life path number nine. All these things were divinely guided and put together. I don't even feel I have a choice. I had a choice. So that I could use tangible proof and of course the time in Egypt to share a particular perspective about our sky. And that's why it's called Sky Astrology because in Sky Astrology, it's not primarily about the calculations. About something else, nonetheless, at this time, that 82 percent people believe in Western astrology, 82 million Americans believe in Western astrology. You probably take it less because actually, only eight percent of people in the UK believe in astrology. So, I think the most people believe in astrology in America. Which 82 million because there's 300 and about 30 million people they say in America. So four for that is like 82 million people. And then there are a handful of souls who have felt called to speak the truth and to be of service to those of you who are just curious enough to reconnect with the true position of the stars and the planets who are curious enough after waking up to a lot of untruths and are ready and available to learn another one that western astrology is no longer true we don't even know if it ever was we don't know for sure if it ever was what's important is we do know now we have the tools that help us integrate the astronomy of the true sky and we have our eyes and our remembrance and our curiosity and our experience of 2020 that give us a different perspective, and this perspective is key in taking the first step. And there's so many of you, and there are even more of our souls. Who would gain so much from connecting to a divine expression of our sky, of the heavenly bodies above? And of course, I'm doing the best I can to Mentor as many souls as possible this year. We'll have more than a dozen for sure. And because we're all so different, it's only an advantage that you have a selection of people who have their own way of sharing their gifts and those who share their intuitive gifts, their source gifts, with the information of the living sky. So whoever you feel called to assist you in that journey. Be curious. Be curious. Just that tiny step makes all the difference. And now, before I talk too much, please have a quiet moment, cup of tea, glass of wine, and enjoy this podcast where I interview Stephanie, the starkeeper of the starkeeper astrology. Thank you for listening. Cheerio. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. Thank you for um, accepting my invitation to have a little chat on where the heavenly bodies are, which is now um, more focused on different journeys of Mm -hmm. those of us initially, now those of us who are looking up and who are sharing the true sky. Um, I had a one astrologer on Jade, who is now um, in the sky astrology certification and mindset thing. And that was so amazing. I thought, Oh, I have to do this more often. (laughs) And of course, uh, we know each other. Wow, for quite a while now. So I'm so excited to hear your story. And thank you so much for sharing, sharing that with me and the listeners.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. This is such an important conversation to have. And yeah, so my journey is I started off as a little baby stargazer. (laughs) As I like to say, I always felt um, very connected to the sky, whether it was the moon Uh, even looking up at the sun and definitely the stars at night, I always found myself to be the little kid who's like breaking my neck to look up and stare while everyone else is like having a conversation. It was always so interesting to me. So there was always a sense of familiarity with the sky, with connecting, even if I didn't know exactly what I was looking at. You know, I wasn't mapping constellations in my head. I was just staring and in wonder. And so I always felt like I kind of went down this more creative path in life, um, resisting a lot of (laughs) indoctrination and schooling and decided, you know, I, I want to be something creative. I can't imagine myself sitting at a desk or sitting at something and just doing um, mindless work. Not that that was a bad thing for anyone else, but it just wasn't the path for me. And so I actually went into um, doing hair. <laughs> uh, so I worked as a hairstylist for over 10 years Did you train
0: uh, as you trained in that and then you? Yes.
1: Yeah. So actually I did that right in high school. My high school offered um, the cosmetology course, which was awesome because I wasn't looking to go to college. I just knew it wasn't the path for me. And so I kind of got this way out in a sense. And I graduated high school with my license to do hair. Wow. And yeah, it's amazing. So I went right from that into a salon as you know, shampoo, shampoo, sweeping all the basics you really learn so much of that on the job and I stayed talking in that to industry. people
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so I stayed in that industry for about 10 years or so um and I loved it but the, it just you know the area that I was in or, or the, my path was coming to an end and it just wasn't fulfilling anymore it felt a lot like a job and I wanted to always feel inspired and expanded and um that's when I decided that there was something deeper that I wanted to do. So I, I was trying to figure this out. I was going through like my, my shadow work and dark night of the soul time. I was having a spiritual awakening around what year was this. This was around 2016 that I had my spiritual awakening. So I actually will run time a little bit. So in 2012, I had what I call my conspiracy awakening when I realized so many things about reality are a lie and I was upset. And that was like my angry years of, not believing that half of the stuff that we're told is um, not not what we're, we're really being told, you know, it's not the truth, and there's deception everywhere, and um, you know, getting us all riled up for certain things. And I've really felt, you know, lost and confused. So there's got to be some type of purpose. I even went through a phase of um, being agnostic. I was never okay with saying like I'm an atheist that I believe in nothing, yeah. but I was so upset at one point that reality could be left in this condition. That I was like, well, then there can't be anything, can there? There can't be anything intelligent. And I just went through this whole phase of, of really losing my way. But then in 2016, I was like, granted this vision while kind of just talking about what I thought the future can be. And I just got received like this whole download information. I, I called it um, the garden codes as they were coming <laughs> like into my field, and I realized that um, this was like the new reality that people are going to be co-creating and co-building. And I I didn't even know where to begin. And I just saw this, and I was suddenly so inspired about life again. And I was still in the hair business, right? Still in the hair industry, and. I just started feeling like, okay, well, I got to do something bigger than this. Like, yeah, I like to do hair. Yeah, it makes people feel good. But like, there's something so much more. We're, we're multidimensional. There is something higher in us. And I, and I didn't really attach to the word God or anything yet. But I was really like, there is a source. There is this creative power behind the universe. There is a deeper meaning. I can relax into something and know that we can choose. We, we do have a power here. And it was this whole thing that happened to me. And so I started to question like, what was important to me? What did I like to do? What are some of my natural gifts? And that's when I started to realize that I always had a, a gift for connecting and looking up. And I said, oh, my goodness, I've always been naturally into it. I was looking at horoscopes, even though I knew that they were just generalized nonsense, right? I was just, I was still pulled into it. And I would look at my own chart as like a hobby back in the, you know, and then I realized you
0: oh, so did have a chart. Like I, I, I
1: looked at it didn't when know did how you to have read it your
0: first chart though when did you have your so you were beyond the horoscopes in the newspaper yeah did yeah i would look at them sky when did you have your first chart um i can't say that i exactly remember the year
1: i'm going to i'm going to guess and say that it was around around 2013 i may have got my first chart so i knew nothing what to make of it so i wouldn't say like that i like dove in right away but i was it's interested the astro.com right?
0: chart.
1: um i had it i didn't do the astro.com chart i actually went to an astrology class where i thought they were going to talk more about okay. like what things mean but it was a very generalized thing and i realized i was kind of over my my head because i didn't even know how to interpret the chart i was looking at like nonsense I, it wasn't as so it kind of went over my head, but I was interested, right?
0: I wonder um, what was the curiosity there. The other thing I was just curious about, which kind of pulled back, because yeah. everybody talks about 2011, 2012 mm-hmm. being such a little year, which is like great. It just makes mm-hmm. me feel like as we were going through it, I don't know how alone I was feeling. But- yeah. um just to hear that so many people were going through it during this time so i'm just curious who were you listening to because we have similar kind of um conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) yes mentalities so i'm just curious for a second where where was the big aha moment or what were what really kind of woke you up
1: what woke me up in 2012 um I remember hearing about, and this is, this is, oh, we're just going to rewind. This timeline is going to be all over the place, right? <laughs> we're jump. But in 2009, I was graduating from high school and I remember hearing about this planet Nibiru in 2012 and it was <gasps> coming to end the world. And I'm like, what is all this? Like, I didn't think about anything at that time. I was just in high school, you know, like I knew I didn't like school. I knew I didn't want a regular job, but I wasn't an active participant in my reality yet right like things were just happening and I was just observing I wasn't questioning yet and I heard about that Nibiru what is Nibiru and I remember looking into it and I didn't I didn't get into that I just remember that was the first thing that made me question like
0: wow could
1: reality end you know like I just had this this realization and so I held off to that but it's so funny because that was the year everyone was saying like 2012 everything was going to end in 2012 was actually my ending of reality my my illusion shattered and it's funny because it actually happened to me through music I started to actually notice the symbolism the words the things that all these rappers and pop artists were saying and I was like this can't be a coincidence they're not all talking about the same thing and doing the same gesture for no reason right Mm -hmm. And there I go down my first rabbit hole of looking into the music industry and the idea of, um, no longer having ownership of your own soul and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it kind of had me realize that this, this reality might not be entirely what we think that it is, that there is this, you know, other, other power, whether dark or light, whatever we want to call it, that is, is real and it's here and earth has this magic. and I. i was like okay what is happening and so that's really what happened in 2012 is i was listening to music and then started going down like youtube videos of where it would just show the symbolism so i didn't have any like particular like person i was really looking into yet like later on i looked at the people like david ike for conspiracy stuff and me like, too
0: um, yeah you know
1: a lot of, a lot of people give him call michelle and say these things but i believe you know that there's always truth in something right and so we don't have to believe absolutely yeah. every part we of it we hope
0: this fire
1: yeah. yes we can take what sits well what resonates what is true to us and whatever isn't i i have this remarkable ability to allow information to sit with me and what doesn't to go away without throwing away everything right and some people aren't able to do this
0: <laughs> no like, the baby with the bath order. yeah okay
1: exactly right it's like if one thing doesn't fit it's all gotta go and it's like we don't all have everything right we're all kind of guessing we're all being lied to about this reality we're all doing our best to put the pieces together and figure things out and maybe some people take things too far or maybe some things aren't totally backed in truth but when something is you can take it and <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to agree and disagree with certain things. Right. So like that became my thing where I was able to start discerning between what was going on and what may have been a lie. I was the first time I think I was able to hold two realities in my perception and say, well, parts of this might be real and parts of this might be real. And mm-hmm. I won't lose myself in this like void space of not knowing what mm-hmm. to side with. And um, yeah, so that was like 2012. So Uh, yeah i didn't have like anyone in particular like i I did mention david ike and i was looking into um other series again some of it's true some of it wasn't um i think there was
0: you must have seen project Camelot because that they were big on the bureau
1: i actually don't recognize name like i did i saw zeitgeist a few of a few of those documentaries um, I remember even watching the Venus Project about like an alternative way to have the future stuff like that um, oh
0: yeah me too that young guy. Yes, yes, yes. yes 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 I was like why doesn't this work like why don't we I have know this right? now? <laughs> I loved
1: him yeah and now I have slight disagreements with some of it and I'm like okay you know as I've come to learn but I'm like that's still that's still so much better than what we have today
0: it like, was hopeful. So
1: It it made so much sense to me, you know, I was ready to get rid of the whole money conception of me. I've went through my whole star seat of like disconnecting with earth for a while. And it was hard to be anchored here. And and occasionally still is for me. I always feel that I'm slightly out of the body and it takes a lot more for me to anchor. Like I'm always in a zoomed out perspective. And as soon as I start speaking about myself, I start speaking about the collective and I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) I have to come back to me. I have to anchor here and there. But yeah, so um, that was, that was around the 2012, but the 2016 uh, spiritual awakening is when I really started to decide to look into myself. That's when astrology actually came into the picture as something that was um, trying to anchor more. I was, I was looking more into understanding myself and why maybe I was having these visions and, and why maybe I was struggling to fit in with society's rules and ways of functioning and ways of succeeding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so yeah, I, I did that little course. It confused me. And then I went into astro.com and figured out that I can pull up a chart. And so I was looking at, um, cafe astrology, I think was the, was the website too. I was looking up all these different, such very generalized things, you know, reading it, but you know, it was working for me. It was working through everything holds some truth. Yeah. Yeah. Everything holds some truth and it was working for me. And I, I, for for feeling so alien-like in my own reality for such a long time, to be able to read parts of myself on paper through the planets, I felt at home again. And that's when I realized, okay, I think astrology is a part of me and has always been, and I'm just coming back to it and starting to remember it. And that's when I decided couple years later right I had my spiritual awakening and 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 the whole thing of like how do I fit into society what's my purpose what's my purpose what's my purpose Mm -hmm. um and I think I'm still learning my purpose to this day um but astrology has become such a useful tool for that Mm -hmm. and around 2018 I was like really disconnecting with my hair job I loved the people there I loved my clients but I started to get anxiety dealing with new clients and having to perform and 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 you know like it just it didn't sit right well with me
0: Energy, feel,
1: <laughs> yeah it didn't feel real anymore it felt very much like this is what I was dressing up and pretending to do
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I wanted something so much deeper and I started having like these you know um controversial conversations in the salon because I wanted to talk about something bigger and <laughs> I would get uncomfortable and i would be pulled to the side room and say let's not have this divisive conversation and i was just you like, were
0: talking about real housewives anymore i
1: couldn't do it claudette <laughs> i couldn't do it i they didn't know what nubaru was they were like what are you saying like what do you mean there's a ruling class what do you mean we're being like moved into these different ways of being distracted from the real stuff and what do you mean souls and purposes like it was just <laughs> much like we just want to talk about hair and we want to have the tv on and you know have the women on tv who are day drinking and talking about the new products and i just i was losing my mind and i i knew i wasn't losing my mind in a dangerous way it felt more real than anything i was going through and that was that was actually the scary part was like this didn't feel real anymore this little world that i had worked in for 10 years and this this personality i've cultivated to be there no longer felt real and so I, again, I was going to astrology, looking for like this deeper meaning, this deeper purpose. And that's when I actually discovered, um, that you can become an astrologer, right? Like, Oh, wait a second. You don't have to read astrology <laughs> you to become an astrologer. And I thought I needed some type of course for this. I thought I needed someone's permission and, and, and to teach. And, and for some people it's true. You need that. But, um, i what i've realized is that the best teachers are observing but we'll we'll get into that um but yeah that's when i i, I came across uh, the applied astrology um course in 2018 if i'm not mistaken, is when i started that mm-hmm. and that was the formal education of western astrology system, uh, system um with deborah silverman and I took that and um I felt really good and confident in it right away because I kind of already knew I knew about the signs, I knew general information. I didn't know how to fully read a chart, but you know, I knew the 12 signs and mm-hmm. I knew the planets and I, I knew generic information about what the planets and what they governed and stuff like that. So like learning that first basics, I felt really good. I was like, oh yeah, we're getting in there. This is my stuff now. Yeah. And so, you know, I did that course and I took uh, course one and two and then there was a third course and that was like the in-person where I thought you get like certified you don't actually get certified it's just the course three and um you go there and you basically have three days of a kind of like a retreat you read someone's chart and that's it after that if you wanted to one chart yeah yeah I had to read one person and she was
0: there as well you you, because you told me
1: yes deborah silverman was there for the for the in-person um course number three and we you know we we'd sit in circle and and she'd talk about certain things and we'd listen and there was like yoga then a sound bowl so it was more like a retreat thing but at the end of it you were going to read someone in front in front of her a person who was um just a stranger in the area who signed up ahead of time willing to have their chart read by by you know an amateur and we read that in front of her each one by one and by the time that was done that was it so it was one one chart reading but to become an applied astrologer for her you have to do I I forget how many readings you have to send those readings in they have to be evaluated by her method of reading so she had a, a certain type of script that you read and yeah.
0: Can I um, mention that? Because I looked at her thing and I was, I, you know, I remember her coming online. This is the year my mother passed away and I had already been in Egypt and looked at the stars and stuff. And then I had saw this woman, you know, I'm the sting astrologer and you know i'm like you know hippie and i've been doing this and oh do you feel weird like the whole kind of thing you feel weird i'm gonna tell you you now astrology explains why you feel Mm -hmm. weird like yeah all this stuff and i saw this these ads that was like the beginning like it was a really strong
1: push yeah that's that's what i saw i found the ad on my timeline i was like oh is this a calling to me
0: yeah, we and, didn't know about the algorithms there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I'm searching astrology, I'm going to get astrology, right? And now. then
0: I found, I think I took maybe like one of those free things that she gives out all the time. And I've maybe an in-depth one, because I remember by Shaqara and seeing that she was teaching or like she was referring to how you gain the trust of the um, the client. Mm -hmm. By not by using astrology, (laughs) you know, I don't want to, you know, um, not remember exactly the particulars, but it wasn't about using astrology. And I was disappointed in that. And then when we had our call, you were telling me also your, you know, thoughts about how she does present things and, and everything like that. But what's interesting is that you went, you know, you went through the three, the three um, levels that she had mm-hmm. um, in one year or how long did that take?
1: Um, it was only one year. So okay. it started if I, I'm pretty sure I started that in 2018 because I did the, the the final course, which was the in-person for for the, I believe it was three days. It was just a weekend. Um, and that was in February, the very beginning of two thousand nineteen. It should have been so the February, because um, shortly after that I birthed um, Starkeeper Astrology.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and can I ask you to share how much you energy exchange you paid? Because I nearly fell off my chair when you told yeah, me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was quite a bit, but you know, um, at the time I felt it was worth it. I felt it was I was called to, so I forget. I forget the separate costs, quite frankly, but I have a total for the all for the all three. So for the first course, the second course, these are two online modules that we did. Um, And then the third, which was, you're also paying for your room to stay for the three for the three um, nights. And airfare is not not included in this price, which is normal, I know, but the all three together thing that you got, I believe it was eight grand
0: oh my goodness I had I forgot yeah. After it
1: was six, wow yeah it may have went up since <laughs> well,
0: I'm <laughs> mean, that <laughs> was like at the beginning of like yeah you know, but it was sure. it was eight,
1: eight grand for that whole thing and I I did I did feel slightly misled I don't know if anyone else really felt that way but I I was under the impression that like I was going to get like certified at the end of that I thought that's what that course that last in-person one was for um find out after that it's not
0: for all the other certifications that you would have to hand in that was that that
1: so you didn't have to hand in any certification so after that level three that you did you got like allowed into like their their facebook community with all the other people who are you know in that community now and you know that's cool too um and then but if you want to be labeled as an applied astrologer by Deborah Silverman, right, certified by her, you had to do, I forget how many, honestly, I do, but it's something like maybe 15 readings that you have to send, like record and send in. Mm-hmm. And it has to be approved by Deborah's team that it represents her method, the way she goes about it. And that if that is met, you uh, become an applied astrologer. I believe you feature on their website for people doing readings mm-hmm. and you get a certain percentage of that. So basically, you know, they work with you. you. You get the platform, you get the name, you know, so it works for you that like that. But um,
0: did you have after, to pay extra for that?
1: I don't, I don't remember honestly, because I didn't go through with that part. Right. I, I personally, after I got done with the in-person number three, didn't feel fulfilled mm-hmm. and felt like Mm, I just paid a lot for that I mean I got a great experience and I got some knowledge but I feel like I should have got something so I kind of felt a little bit duped and so I didn't proceed with becoming the applied astrologer like I originally thought that like that was my game plan I was going to go do that and that's when I decided that I was going to um do that myself like be an astrologer on my own learn my own methods um so I, I immediately didn't resonate with the script. I actually struggled to do any reading if I tried to follow that script. It just didn't feel right to me. And being someone who grew up, you know, not participating correctly in school, like I just didn't like being handed the paperwork and be told to go through it this way. I just, I wanted it to come through me naturally. And so I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't feel like that lens was, was authentic. So that's, I did the applied astrology and then I didn't continue with the applied astrology and that was
0: said her her she she had a certain method what do you find most challenging did you find most challenging about her her ideology or how her script as you said
1: um well I didn't the the biggest thing was the fact that it was a script that I wasn't allowed Uh to free free flow through the chart because as I do readings today I don't even follow a, a general consensus through my own chart to chart i I look at the chart and i try to stick to like the focal point sun first but then however the chart starts speaking to me as the language and the way that i move it um i'll notice that the things that tend to speak the same will speak first and then opposite polarities and the energy will start speaking secondary and so i just flow naturally so immediately the chart felt restrictive and i didn't even have a reading style yet it just wasn't intuitive to me personally
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but I really didn't like that this the script started with not the sun moon, arise, which I felt was important I felt like people off the bat like to know these kind of important luminaries you know we all resonate with our sun sign whether it's correctly aligned or not we Mm -hmm. grow up kind of listening to it and and resonating and identifying with it in the beginning and so I always felt like that intuitively felt like the starting point but she always started with Saturn dates really yes
0: Saturn. Saturn
1: dates because her she identifies very strongly with Saturn. Um, she always liked that part of the segment, and I, I, you know, thought Saturn was very important too. And I still, I still do. There's lots of medicine and value in it, but she liked to start there, and it was starting there with going back between Saturn dates.
0: Mm.
1: So, like right away, when we're researching the chart, you take Saturn and and you know the degree that it's in, its natal placement, and you work through the square, the opposition um that sounds like a program to me the return right and so you're picking dates and you have to basically be like did anything happen (gasps) around this date anything significant
0: oh no and i
1: hated that because i didn't want to guess the way i use astrology astrology doesn't tell you all the stuff about who you have to be it's an expression and energy that's allowed to free flow through you and you can you can express it at high points, low points. It's, it's, it's a, it's a template. It's Mm -hmm. not um, a stamp of this is how your life is going to go. Like I can't, I'm not predicting your future. I refuse to, I can predict collective energies and cycles, but I'm not predicting an individual's future. It's just not how I like to read it.
0: But doesn't that sound like a pro that sounds even satanic to me.
1: Oh, because yeah, yeah whole well, Saturn, people,
0: right? Well, yeah, we're like you know focusing on people's insecurities with Saturn, yeah, like a trauma bond, right? Yeah, yeah the trauma mm-hmm. thing, and then like, oh, I'm gonna help you. Like, let's look at you know the challenging, difficult parts of your life, and by the end, you think you know you've solved them because of how I've set this up. That's like going after the vulnerable parts of somebody's sky, mm-hmm. and then um, you know working through it for them i mean i am just shocked i didn't know that i didn't
1: resonate with that part you know and
0: thank goodness
1: I, yeah like, I, I don't want to like the, the message worked for her it works for her okay but it didn't it didn't feel right to me and it didn't feel intuitive to me i felt like i'm because i i did like before i found astrology trying to get in my spiritual ways around the 2016 awakening i even got into like uh tarot cards doing some okay. readings and I like
0: remember you used to do tarot I did like I
1: still like the oracle cards but like tarot wasn't clear like ever really speaking to me like I memorized what the cards meant and like so I felt like when the card came out I was just going through this memorization rather than this like intuitive thing so I felt a lot of the time like I was guessing do you resonate with this could it be this it didn't feel like I was ever hitting the nail on the head so that's when I decided you know, I could do the oracle cards because it's just an energy for the day, very general. Whereas tarot is supposed to be a tool for interpersonal understanding and stuff like that. And I felt that same feeling with the Saturn cycles that I was just throwing darts blindfold, hoping to get a bullseye, hoping that something that I said resonated. And you even have to get the year right because you know it's a window of time for Saturn. It's not this okay. It's happening this year. It's it's everything's just a window of time. And so I struggled anytime I tried to to lead with that, because in the beginning, that was my reading because I was trying to get it right. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. I'm an astrologer. And that's right. when I discovered after, like, I just don't resonate with the Saturn cycle stuff. I don't even bring it up today in, in the readings that I did. That sounds
0: like a conspiracy to me. That's why I pointed it out. Yeah yeah well
1: because it's it's the thing in time right we go through our saturn cycles and it's a time and and we know that certain things in this reality have have a lot to do with saturn and and what saturn represents in mythology itself. yes yes right,
0: exactly because we saw that with the beginning of the pandemic so we yes. know what saturn yes. does to the collective yes. when we put that kind of focus on it which she seems to obviously mm-hmm. but yes, she leads it leads with it mm-hmm. Wow. That's, well, there's so many different approaches, but that's. Been, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, thank goodness. That did not resonate with you. No, no. What it you actually did turned do. me
1: off. It did, not, <laughs> it did not resonate. I was like, I, this doesn't feel natural to me. Like, like I said, if this works for her and her method, that's mm-hmm. cool. But for all the students going through it, might, it might not work. And it, and it certainly didn't work for me. It really it, it gave me a, um a resistance to even using the script. The fact that I had to lead that way, it felt so unauthentic and and um forced in a way and like I was like I don't really like jamming it I'm trying to guess the did so what happened to you
0: <laughs> now because you spent 2018 yeah
1: so that was 2019 that I did the in-person that was the ending of my uh what I thought certification process was
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and so in 2019 I started Starkeeper Astrology and I was doing Western Tropical Astrology um and I've I've saw like other interpretations before. Um, I've heard about the thirteenth sign before. And it like I remember everyone just dismissing it in, in any type of astrological community. I remember like seeing it on the news and everyone was freaking out. Did my sign change? Did my sign change? And I just dismissed it because all the other astrologers dismissed it. Honestly, I didn't think anything else of it. I was like, oh, if it's not in there, it's not in there. Oh,
0: and it was the groups where you in certain groups as well as an astrologer. No, just
1: just like whatever I was like, you know, like on YouTube, if I was checking out other astrologers to see what they were saying before I was you know having a platform I heard of this 13th sign but I just let it go and I stayed on the tropical because it made sense it was this calculated thing right it's like one two three four hit the new season one two three four hit the new season and like this perfect clockwork and I was like oh it has to make sense right this has to be the way it it works
0: mathematical as well
1: I did I did I, I fell for the 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 illusion that um western tropical astrology had like this true mapping of the sky and it was they never
0: talked about that that's why we said they know not what they do so this you know you know top secret you know news flash it is true and the most sophisticated eight thousand dollar teachings where people are looking for answers for looking for We never look at the sky and never brought the the reality that the calculations were off but use the language as i always say they use the language because i know she does i've Mm taken this is happening in the sky right now yes yes amazing amazing i mean like shock
1: oh yeah of course right how how is this such a secret you know well we all look down and nobody looks up so the whole time i was learning astrology was just on a chart and an ephemeris and we never the most you would do is if it was a full moon astrologers go outside and look at the full moon. we're not looking past it so that's actually when i had my awakening to the fact that the sky was misaligned right so yeah i love this story me and my sister are like best friends so anything i'm learning she's learning anything she's learning i'm learning because we're going to talk to each other about it and spend a lot of time with it so of course i was into astrology now if we're hanging outside i'm telling you what's where who's what and it was in 2019 um, nice day outside. I forget exactly when I'm thinking either spring or summer. It wasn't long after, um, my, my certification that didn't happen. Um, I'm looking up at the moon. It's a full moon. And, and from my understanding astrologically that I thought it was a cancer full moon. And so I'm looking at my sister and I'm telling her, and I looked up and I said, but you see the two stars that this full moon is by, that's actually the two heads of Gemini. And she, <laughs> she looks over at me and she goes, well why is it a cancer full moon if it's in Gemini (laughs) and I've been a truth seeker for as long as I can remember since 2012 when I woke up I was looking for the truth I was looking for the root of reality and I look at her and I said an automatic answer fell out of my mouth and I just said tropical astrology doesn't uh you know integrate the procession of the equinox sky shifting and you know so it's still a cancer moon and as i'm saying it i listened to it right and i didn't say this part out loud but i am thinking think it's myself i hate this answer what is this answer we just ignore something that's happening
0: you need to look up that date i would love to see where I, I, gotta, I gotta right? look that up for sure you know what i'm gonna write that down
1: to the side i'm gonna get <laughs> that you date tell too. me
0: yeah Demi-
1: for sure answer but gemini really it's in gemini now i know better full moon
0: yeah because that's a brilliant aha moment that's just priceless
1: yeah so like I was just I couldn't I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it and I did I, I was just I hated that answer that answer sent me on a wild goose chase of why the sky isn't aligned and that's when I started looking for other astrologers I needed someone to verify that I wasn't losing my mind that I was suddenly starting to disagree with the things that I learned and that there was a reason I didn't resonate because had I resonated with that reading further, I probably never would have even allowed this question to come through, but I'm, you know, unprogrammable. So my brain went right to the, I got to find the answer. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't believe that it was a whole sign off. Like that's a big, for the sky in reference, that's that's actually a large amount of time that we've been off, right? And people look at it like, it's just one sign, it's no big deal, but they don't realize how slow this movement is. I was like, how could we ignore the procession? Is there, is there an astrology point of view that includes the procession so that we can align correctly? That's when I found uh, Mastering the Zodiac. And I realized that he includes a 13th sign. I said, hmm, this 13th sign, I've heard it before. I threw it out the window immediately because cognitive dissonance told me astrology has 12 signs. It works like a clock. I was like, wait a second. Like, okay, this makes sense. This would make sense. And then i came across you later on so that would be um the end of 2020 so from 2019 is the beginning of 2019 is when i just finished my deborah silverman course um i go through uh, 2019 searching looking questioning and in 2020 in december i actually have the date from the reading found you before that before i actually uh, decided to do the 15 minute call with you and then do the full reading with you and I was like oh my goodness there doesn't have to be this way of looking at the sky as an astrologer the organic way of seeing the sky is to incorporate the sky and take the labels off for a moment mm-hmm. and and to see where the energies actually are and I immediately resonated with your point of view how I was struggling because I was trying to fit my point of view that was now breaking the boundaries of what astrology says it's supposed to do how suddenly the ephemeris was wrong my eyes weren't deceiving me the sky is not aligned and maybe this 13 sign maybe there's more. And there's just all these energies that we're ignoring and not incorporating and I I, it felt it, it woke up the inner stargazer. It's so that's me.
0: what I wanted to say because mm-hmm. you knew about those two stars of Gemini from mm-hmm. your stargazing time because you didn't learn that in the... no apply no. Mm-hmm.
1: no, you never go outside and look. You just never you just stick to death. your nose at the chart <laughs> and, and on the paper, and that's it. And so I had actually a stargazing app for a while. Um I have I had Skyview. And I didn't have like the paid version, so I can only see certain things, and like so, it didn't like light up the whole sky. And I encourage everybody like who was able to like to get the sky view. Did you have it before the? Appliance? I had I had the sky view for a long time, and I would just casually before look. That's why course. I that's why I knew what oh, the yeah, knew. I was already okay. looking right. Okay. I just didn't know how to incorporate this idea. Amazing. And you don't see a fucus in the pay, non-paid amazing. version; it just does the twelve zodiac. You don't see anybody else.
0: I know. Yeah, and so. After I had
1: the reading with you, I said, I'm getting this app. I need to see everybody. And for that year, I watched with my own eyes. You you almost gave me that permission that it's okay to break the rules. So I always feel eternally grateful to you for paving this path that it's okay to go outside to find the truth, right? Like I've done that in so many different areas, but for some reason I wasn't breaking this sky barrier that i thought i was so connected to i just i was keeping it in a box and i was like okay it the rules can break we can still produce a chart we you still know, can look
0: this is so powerful and thank you for saying that but what you know the the cognitive dissonance the brainwashing is so strong it mm-hmm. took me three years i believe to, like recuperate after you know following astrology for 30 years yeah. and like looking at the ephemeris and everything to find my way slowly back to thinking there was a reason to be alive in the first place you know mm-hmm. what i mean because mm-hmm. they, we are the kind of people looking for a more spiritual understanding yes. of why we are here yes that we're attracted to this science anyway so to be you know to to understand that you you know you know at least that permission it kind of also makes us more sympathetic to those who are not there yet Mm -hmm. Wow. Because the brainwashing goes so deep. I always say that I have like a little jingle now every time. (laughs) The brainwashing goes so deep. The brainwashing goes so deep. (laughs) It's like you it's like yeah. yeah, You gotta remind
1: yourself, right? That it's it's not necessarily an ignorance because they want to be ignorant, it's an Mm -hmm. ignorance because there's a disconnection that's purposefully occurring. And because you know, uh before we got on this call, we were just discussing how astrology is such a multi-billion dollar industry of course this information is going to be hidden yeah. once you break your idea that this is all correct it there's an there's another form of like cognitive dissonance like you're saying that that, that comes into play where it's like you can't help but to question your reality because it's the sky they just lied about
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: something you know it's something so inherent to us and maybe I just feel this way as a, as a as a kid who naturally connected with the sky, but I feel like you can't have this awakening without realizing, oh my goodness, what else? What yeah. else is 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 alive? They can. I'm literally standing under it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice my whole life. That's I
0: so forget- funny because you were like Cancer, and I realized that when it was in Taurus. But <laughs> the biggest point is that part because those stars you know probably you know the gemini stars yeah orion captures your attention right right so like... yeah and then you know that the Pollock and castor are strong mm-hmm. mm-hmm. enough and they make you believe oh yeah orion don't look there there's nothing there so mm-hmm. to really feel i felt like a child as well like sitting on the sand on the red sea and thinking like you know i always say they're hiding god because. Yes. I was like, this is so incredible, you know, to see these stars and they're telling you it's totally different. I mean, but that's just also really testament to how the brainwashing is mm. organized, you know, how you can be shown something in plain sight,
1: never but the
0: narrative, will, exactly, the narrative will be something totally different, like in schooling. Mm-hmm. And you learn that, that you won't even trust your own eyes. Yes, yes. How quickly they,
1: they, they deceive us from our own understanding of this physical reality, right? It's like
0: and the globe, you know, we all we yes. talk about oh. this because we're on the same page, but yeah. from children, from very young children. Like you and I have a you know, pet peeve about oh twinkle twinkle little star like yeah why are you wondering which star that is you know most kids who live off the land or live with farmers and they use the sky and the stars they know which star that is but most kids who don't have that connection don't even know they're wondering you know what star that is
1: right yeah (sighs) the blatant disconnection in front of our face and it's just in this little innocent nursery rhyme and also, you know, like just, you mentioned just briefly, you know, that the idea of that are possibly the universal models and correct. I feel the same. I was big into astronomy as a kid. I remember in eighth grade, I don't even know how old I, you are in eighth grade, maybe 13. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely loving and, and kicking the crap out of these astronomy tests of like, I know what a black hole is. I know Jupiter's moons. I know this, I know that. And it's like, I don't know anything. We don't know anything. The whole system. Don't trust anyone.
0: (laughs) I I know. Oh oh my God! The the lies are the programming. Yeah, the programming and the pictures. And now you know we both share those luminaires. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean it's right in front.
1: of Twinkle, twinkle, it's right there.
0: amazing so you um so you broke free and you know you mentioned that you know you got permission because that's another thing so we like uh, we had spoken before because we could just put this in a little bit that the the bridge if you will and i feel so aligned actually because um we have a upcoming we have the energies of Orion and during this call and Orion's like the bridge that I use in Sky Astrology. So, you know, the bridge from you having invested time and energy in astrology, mm-hmm. right, and being a kid of the stars looking at the stars and, you know, um, understanding in your own, you know, curious way or obviously just an innate connection to the other world or something happening beyond this earth plane mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but then being misled um through the programming and then having you know to well first of all curiosity thank your curiosity and i always say that's all you need mm-hmm. is curiosity that's why i give the discovery calls just to be like if you're curious have someone explain to you you know, for 10, 15 minutes, right? Because that's the first thing. If someone's a curious, then they deserve an explanation, right? Agreed. And if they're not going to get it from, you know, people, especially like the astro twins or people just all the, the tidal wave, the tsunami of Western astrologers who just shut you down when you talk about anything besides the Western or the a focus, right? They'll shut you down at, oh,
1: don't say that one
0: (laughs) it doesn't exist (laughs) and then you know how what do we do like once you um you know woke up it is a quite a challenging time as well for that and so it is a unique um space in between of service right so i want to mention there's a lot of people now who have woken up or who feel called to share. I mean, probably people woke up before because I remember I wasn't like screaming at the top of my lungs (laughs) (laughs) about it. I mean, I did start in Periscope where we shared the sun and the moon, and then I put in, you know, the the view, the app, Skyview app to verify what I was Mm saying. But how do we now, as in a way let's call it what it is gatekeepers to the truth yes. of you know knowing we invest the time and energy in the western astrology going through the process of understanding that that it's not true it's not aligned and mm-hmm. being aware of a lot of things that are not true mm-hmm. how do we hold space um for those who are still running these programs. And um, I really appreciate what you've done, how you, you know, taken time back and researched things. So I was in the middle of, you know, really still just growing and figuring out, you know, mm-hmm. what Skystraw is gonna be. And I always have to thank Jilly because Jillie was the one who would send me messages like, What's your house system? Or, what's <laughs> this? And I'd be like, I oh, don't know. It's like, that? <laughs> I, gotta I, it know. I gotta figure it out. I gotta figure it out. Then like, I you know, and and through that, you know, I started to develop my own thing and and now, you know, I was able to put this certification mm-hmm. um experience and everything together. But where do we as the you know the bridge, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. For people who first are waking up to something that they might have believed all their lives Mm -hmm. that they had a connection to um, under the premise of the false language. Mm -hmm. Um, This is happening in the sky now. And then helping them to look up. That's like the second thing to then learn the constellation or see, you know, using the Skyview app or any other uh, Mm -hmm. app. To where the heavenly bodies truly are, you can see that especially clearly when there's the moon phases, yes, right? Very yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and then the 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 third thing is, I feel like okay, we all have a unique way of explaining that to people yes. who feel drawn to come to us and have mm-hmm. a consultation, or I call it a conversation, mm-hmm. and. I, this is the part where, you know, what I want to bring in as well um, is the fact that, you know, we have Neptune at the beginning of Pisces and Mm -hmm. Neptune is standing still in my calculations Mm -hmm. now since the solstice, which I shared um, earlier. And when we had Neptune 166 years ago, There was a big also spiritual awakening, but also there was a lot of controversy because people will take advantage of that. And it's not maybe not always on purpose. It is just that when I even know when if you know you work with these energies. Um, they're so powerful. That's why, in a way, it's called occult knowledge. That's why, in a way, I am, you know, so on the education. You know, you got to go through the ABCs with me before the call and everything, because it is a very powerful tool. And yes. when we are not responsible or integral to the knowledge that we have, this is when you know things don't always work out. Yeah. You know as, yeah. as you will, Right. And so I felt really, like I said, you went and you created something so unique. I mean, of course, you're in the wake. So you're aware of conscious language and everything. And so what would you suggest? So tell us a little bit about how your story is and how you connect it with what you present to um, assisting those who are waking up to looking up. Yeah. So
1: it's definitely, it, it's definitely something that when you're going through it, you have to digest, you have to take in and realize how important this really is. And I think like you mentioned, like bridging this gap, bridging this disconnection from our reality to the fo- like in the false reality that we're living in. And so I feel that the sky awakening really anchors you into the now. And I feel like that message, and that's something that I really felt after like reading with you, after seeing it for myself for the whole year of 2020, I was watching the sky like I never did before, as an astrologer who's questioning. It's such a different uh, realization. And I watched the sun, and I watched the moon, and I saw who they went through, and I saw how long these these constellations lasted, how mu- how much en- how long we've been in this energy, and how it's not even 30s. And and so there's an embodiment that has to occur, and for those who are ready to kind of digest this I feel that that's what that'll what's start happening as this message gets across that this guy's is this misaligned those who hear that call will come to one of us one of us who has done the work who you know whoever they're going to resonate with and regardless it's going to be so much more true than what you were getting and that's so important I really feel like what we're doing and again I always have to give you so much thanks but we're really anchoring people into the now and I feel like astrology more than ever is about bringing people into the present timeline, because like you were mentioning, these powers of, in the sky are always there. They're always doing what they're doing. You don't have to believe in astrology. Things don't just happen. This is an influence that we are all absorbing and embodying, whether we're conscious of it or not. And so awareness is the key to this whole reality. And being aware of the sky is so much more important than we think. And so I always say this anytime I'm trying to describe why this is important to someone and there's a battle for our consciousness. Those of us who are awake and realizing this, it's very important to to fully understand that there is a battle for our consciousness and to be aware of the energies and present time is to be fully anchored and awake in the now Yes. and being anchored and awake in the now is a lot more powerful than a bunch of people unconscious tied to the past because in reality that's what western astrology is stuck in they're stuck in a past and they keep resetting this loop this whole thing the equinox drove me nuts when i when i opened my eyes to every every year on the uh spring equinox western astrology says zero degrees aries season meanwhile It's like nine degrees tail end of Pisces. That's almost 2000 years or so, maybe more that we have been out of that time loop, that Mm -hmm. time, those alignments, all that's occurring is 2000 years in the past that's where you're anchored that's where your energy is the more energy you give to that type of system as innocent as it may seem as self-discovery as it may be the doorway to you have to eventually realize that you have to anchor now we have to be present in order to fight the spiritual battle we need to be aware of what's going on working with these energies and being here because what is astrology it's the biggest timekeeper they have us so disconnected to what age we're in, that time is moving, that things have cycles. Every time they reset that astrological clock to start the cycle over again and not letting the science process and not letting the energies move and change and not including the real energies that are also present, in the other signs and the other energies that are, that are going above, beyond, uh, above us, we're, we're working unconsciously. And so even if you're you know, consider yourself spiritually aligned. You're doing moon ritual. If you're doing it to the wrong moon sign, you're not tethered. Your your magic is you're you're not fully working with this realm. And that's, I feel that so deeply. And so I want to bridge that gap between people to have them realize that it's okay to have identified with the Western astrology. I did for so long. I did for so long. I'm like I'm a Cancer. I'm a Cancer Sun. My my son has been in Gemini. I didn't know this, and I rejected a lot of this air and, and and talkative energy I identified a lot with this cancer energy
0: mm-hmm. and
1: once I shifted I, I I held both for a little while I observed this one while I still held and, and mentioned this one and as I compared the two charts I realized that it's such a subtle shift it, it's like The energies in your chart that you got to know aren't entirely wrong. A lot of times they're they're sitting in the correct house, the planets are in the correct places. It's it's the sky behind them that they're wrong. It's like a misdial, and I feel like that shift that our awareness takes when we look at the real sky and place those planets in the correct slots, that there's just like this opening that occurs within us, and the energy flows easier, and there's actually less resistance that maybe we thought that was there before, and. It really, it allowed me to surrender that whole identity of like, I have to be this way. Like I'm thinking I'm a cancer son. Little did I know know and pay attention to that my moon is still in the fourth house. So I still have cancer energy. I was just misplacing it. It wasn't in my son. It's still present in my moon and it's still a truth to me, but it's just organized correctly now i can see it sitting cor- uh, correctly and communicating within myself and it's just like i didn't realize how much i needed that small shift that awareness that took place when i anchored fully present to the sky and it really it's such an activation it's it's such a it's such a physical and spiritual activation
0: yeah. to align yourself but it's interesting when you say that because at the end of the day like you said um it is those who feel called, because that's the first, the first movement comes from yourself, right? Because the fact of the matter is, if you kind of waking up to understanding how important it is to, to see to wake up and see things the way that they really are and the easiest way as well is to look at where the where the stars are. I have to um admit and I sympathize with people who live in, you know, heavenly light polluted areas because that is really challenging. I don't think if I had never went to Egypt and had a clear sky every single night like I could reach out and you know grab a, scar, a star from the sky. Beautiful. I, yeah, you know, I would have never had the download like I had it there. And so, you know, from my perspective, I even think I, I heard like Afton mention a little well, a little bit as well, is that there is, you know, call it what you want to call it. This, that's all like the truth is a whole truther for me when I say, Oh, you're a truther. Oh, then you must actually want to look up because. Yeah. This is the big conspiracy here. Yeah. You think you know conspiracy? Look up. Look up. up. <laughs> Look up. Your life will change because you know we think about all the distractions that they yes. put for people to be looking at their tv looking yes. at where the stars
1: down. that whole deception right we used to watch the stars to know what's happening on our reality and now the stars are on tv telling us to buy things oh, yes. And, yes. and promoting them. and <laughs> it's just like those aren't the stars yard. you guys yeah. we got to look up and reconnect to the real yeah. stars the real yeah. energetic stargates
0: well that's what astrology means as star is mm-hmm. star you Know the study of stars, not planets, and et cetera, et cetera. But you know, mm-hmm. Stephanie, it's been amazing. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I love your perspective. It's been really, you know, hydrating, as we say. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> hydrating astrology.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to tell my listeners?
1: Oh, I just, I mean, if you haven't already get a reading from Claudette, I mean, if you're just listening and, and, and need that permission, I mean, it is really so much bigger than even we're saying now this realization it's, it's to me, it's a part of the shift this, you can't shift your reality without shifting in cosmic time. And that's what this does for us anchoring into our reality, being present in the moment, and Claudette, you brought this magic, this permission. I, I have to call it permission. You granted this permission into my into my life, into my reality of the st- the sky doesn't have to be this organized thing that man said it is. She is boundless. It is emerging. It's an entirety. It's a wholeness, and it needs to be brought back into the spiritual collective. And you did that. You did that for me. And I you know I might read differently than you. And, you know, we have our different interpretations and all of our perspectives are valid because we're rooted in the same commonality of realigning with the sky. And we're, we're, we're here in the present moment with each other because we, we know where we are. <laughs> we're oriented in the universe, you know? So it's like, you have brought oh, such a gift. You have brought such so a great gift great. and I'll that's always be so grateful.
0: Great. Thank you so much for saying that. It, it you know, it wasn't easy. <laughs> You know, it wasn't easy. <laughs> but, you know, I really appreciate what you've done and how you've gone forward with integrity and how you also are supportive. And, you know, just really, I, you know, I am highlighting, you know, your integrity Thank you as so well, you know, that you took a year and you looked at you know, where after even after, you know, really, because it would take a conspiracy There's like, wait a second, I'm looking at this. Like <laughs> after spinning. Most people are like, I spent eight thousand, I'm gonna make it work. Uh-huh, right? no. Uh-huh. Like, Shut no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what's going on here now? Let me figure this out first. Mm-hmm. Let me look, let me be the observer, let me research, right? Yes. And this is so important. For as someone who is a creative um, healer, who is an energy worker, who is a astrologer, who is actually wanting to serve, Yes right? Yes, it is so, so Thank funny. you. Thank you, Claudette. I really, again, I
1: appreciate you so much. This is so much fun. I love oh. talking to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much. And what's your handle on um, Instagram and your website?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Starkeeper Astrology
0: and my website as well as starkeeperastrology.com. Fantastico. Thank you so much. Thank you. Welcome.